Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 135. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week we put together a podcast to answer a question that maybe you're wrestling with, maybe you're kind of questioning, or maybe you've had someone question you about, but you don't really know where to find the answer. It's not something that you would normally hear in Sunday school or in church or in a Bible study, but you're looking for an answer to a particular question. And so we try to deal with those particular questions here on the podcast as a ministry to our church family. So today we're going to deal with a question that is really something that you maybe have wrestled with at one time, or maybe you're wrestling with right now, and it has to do with the issue of sin and God's forgiveness. And that's especially true if you are habitually ensnared in a sin. And so here's the question that we're going to look at today. Will God continue to forgive you if you commit the same sin over and over again? Will God continue to forgive you if you commit the same sin over and over again? I'm sure that some of you have wrestled with this question or maybe are wrestling with it now. So here's what we're going to do with the podcast. We're going to approach this question and really look at three things. We're going to look, first of all, at the nature of God's forgiveness We're going to talk about God forgiving us if we sin over and over again. We really need to talk about the nature of God's forgiveness. Then we're going to see that forgiveness is not an excuse. And I'll explain to you what I mean by that when we get to that section. And then we're going to talk about the issue of continually stumbling. Continually stumbling. What do you mean by that, George? Well, continually sinning over and over again and how that relates to the issue of God's forgiveness. So let's look at this together. So let's start off with the nature of God's forgiveness, the nature of God's forgiveness. And I've got four things that I want to share with you here, okay? Four things. First of all, when we talk about God's forgiveness of you and I, the Lord is faithful concerning the forgiveness of our sin. The Lord is faithful concerning the forgiveness of our sin. So when you think about the whole issue of being forgiven of your sin, a lot of times because of the sin, and especially if you're enslaved to a sin, you question whether or not God will forgive you. And what we see is is that God is faithful, and his faithfulness is not based on us, Because we're sinners, his faithfulness is based on him. What I want you to do is listen to what has become a well-known scripture concerning forgiveness from 1 John 1, verse 9. John writes, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just 
to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So here John is saying God is faithful. He's faithful in his forgiveness. That's the first thing I want you to see about the nature of God's forgiveness. The second thing comes right out of this verse. The key to his forgiveness is our confession of our sin. The key to being forgiven is you and I confessing our sin. Now, when I say confessing our sin, I'm not just saying, Lord, forgive me, I've sinned. I'm saying you're going to God and you're being specific about what you have done. You're acknowledging your sin before him because he already knows that. And to come to him in confession really means that there has to be something going on in your heart to be able to acknowledge it up front before him. And that's the key to his forgiveness. And what we also see from verse 9 here is this. Here's the third point. With the forgiveness, the Lord cleanses us from our sin. The Lord cleanses us from our sin. He doesn't just forgive you, but he removes that sin and its impact in your life, its stain, its dirtiness, the unrighteousness of it. He removes from us and makes us righteous because of Jesus, not because of what we have done. But there's one other point I want you to understand concerning the whole issue of the nature of God's forgiveness, and that's this. When the Lord forgives us, he removes the sin from us. He removes the sin from us. Listen to what Psalm 103.12, the psalmist writes, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So think about that. The East never meets the West. Now, if you live here in Kerwinsville, you know that our city planners plan the roads where East Street crosses West Street. I'm not sure why they did that, but in reality, the East never connects with the West. Never crosses, never meets. And that's how far Jesus has removed our sin from us. It's never to come back. It's not to haunt us again. Now, the enemy wants you to be haunted by it. But when you are forgiven, your sin is removed. That is the nature of God's forgiveness. So that brings me to the next thing I want to point out here, that it's not an excuse. When you think about the grace of forgiveness and what it does in your life, that, my friends, is not an excuse for you and I. Well, here's my first point. The grace of forgiveness is not the basis to continue in sin. It's not an excuse for you to continue in sin. Because sometimes we think, well, I know I shouldn't do this, but I'll ask for forgiveness later. Sometimes people think that way. That's really not the basis for sinning. You can't do that because Christ has done that for you. In fact, that's what Paul is saying in Romans chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Here he's answering 
the person who is saying that you can continue in sin. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? He's saying, no, just because there's grace and there's more grace than there is sin, you can't use that as an excuse to continue in sin. It's not possible. In fact, the second thing I want you to see here about it not being an excuse is this. Those who continue in their sin have no assurance of salvation. Now, I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment. But listen to Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that word practice has the connotation of continually practicing. Those who continue in this, they, they won't inherit the kingdom of God, he's saying. That is, they don't have salvation. Now you're saying, well, wait a minute, now what about, that's, that's my whole point. How do I know that God forgives me as a believer? Well, we're going to talk about the continual stumbling here in a moment, but I want you to see that when you are in sin, which is why you're struggling with this question, you don't have any assurance of salvation. You are unsettled. And if you're an unbeliever, it's not going to bother you. You're going to continue in it. But if you're a believer, you're unsettled because you know that you're not right with the Lord. So that brings me to my final section here about continual stumbling. And that's what it's referred to in the scripture. When you and I fall into sin or stumble, we are, we're, we're, we're knocked off guard. We're knocked off our stride in walking with the Lord by our sin. And so I have four things that I want to point out to you here that I think will help you ultimately in answering this question. First of all, what I want you to see is this, is that the Bible understands that you will sin. The Bible understands that you will sin. I know that there are some Protestant Christian groups that teach that you can reach perfection where you don't sin, but that's not true. That's not true at all, because even in those groups, what you hear people say then is, I make mistakes. Well, no, they're sins. Let's just call it like it is. It's sin. So you and I sin, and the Bible assumes that. So listen to what First John Chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 says, My little children, these things I write to you that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Now here's what I want you to notice here. He's telling us we're encouraged, we're told in the scripture not to sin. I think everybody understands that. 
But then he goes on, if anyone sins, there's an assumption there. The assumption is people are going to sin. Believers are going to sin. And he says, if you sin, you have an advocate. So if you know the Lord Jesus, if you are saved, you've committed your life to follow him. But here's the thing, you sin. He's saying to you, you have an advocate. What's an advocate? Well, it's like a lawyer. You have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who is on the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I, so that you and I know that we have assurance of our salvation. He's interceding for us because he is the propitiation for our sin. And the best illustration of what I'm talking about is found in the book of Zechariah in the Old Testament. It is a vision that Zechariah had. We find it in chapter 3. And look at what Zechariah writes. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, See, I have removed your iniquity from you, and I will clothe you with rich robes. And I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. And they put a clean turban on his head, and they put the clothes on him, and the angel of the Lord stood by. Wow, what a wonderful illustration of what it, Jesus being our advocate here is that the angel of the Lord, which is which I assume to be as the pre-incarnate Christ, is interceding for Joshua because Satan is accusing him and the Lord is rebuking Satan. And notice what he says about Joshua. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Meaning, is this not one who has been removed from the dangers of hell, of judgment? Is that not true for you and I as believers? So I want you to see that when we talk about the whole issue of continual stumbling... The Bible understands that you'll sin, and it's made allowance for that with Jesus. It's made allowance for that with Jesus. Here's the other thing I want you to see. Here's the second point. The Lord upholds you in your stumbling. Because the Lord knows that you're going to stumble, you're going to sin, you inhabit a body of flesh. Understand that. Remember the argument that Paul gives in Romans 7, the good that I want to do, I don't do. That which I want to do, I do. Oh, wretched man that I am, who can save me from this body of sin? And then he goes on and says, thanks be to Christ Jesus. Now, here's the thing. It's the Lord who's upholding you even in the midst of you and I in this world of sin. How do I know that? Well, Psalm 37, again, my favorite Psalm, verse 23 and 24. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he will not utterly be cast down. For the Lord 
upholds him with his hand. Notice what it says there. Though he fall, though he stumble, he's not going to be utterly cast down. That is, utterly destroyed. Why? Because the Lord upholds him with his hand. So here you are. You're someone who is struggling with the same old sin. You're broken over it. You're wanting God to forgive you. You're questioning whether or not you're saved because, again, continual sin doesn't bring assurance of salvation and what I'm trying to tell you is, is if you truly know the Lord, he's upholding you, even in the midst of your sinning, because you're his child. Now, there is a key thing that you and I need to understand, and we see that as the third point here. The key issue is the nature of your sorrow concerning sin. The key issue is the nature of your sorrow. See, there's, there's the difference between levels of sorrow here. There's the issue of repentance, where you want to change and you want to do what it takes to change, but you're struggling there. And then there's the issue of getting your hand caught in the cookie jar. You're not really sorry, but hey, you just got caught. Here, here's what 2 Corinthians 7, 10 through 11 talks about godly sorrow for our sin. Paul writes, for godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation. Not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. For observe this very thing, that you sorrowed in a godly manner. What diligence it produced in you. What clearing of yourselves. What indignation. What fear. What vehement desire. What zeal. What vindication. In all things you proved yourself to be clear in this manner. It's talking about the nature of your sorrow. So here you are, you're struggling with a sin. You're questioning whether or not the Lord forgives you. But the thing is, is whether or not you're truly broken over that sin. Whether you're truly sorry, sorrowful, leading to repentance over that sin. And here's the final thing that I want you to see. You have the responsibility to pick yourself up and continue on. You have the responsibility to pick yourself up and continue on. What you and I need to see is, is when it comes to this whole issue of struggling with the same old sin, we're asking for forgiveness, will God forgive me? The issue is, is you and I need to recognize that, yes, we've stumbled, but are you going to pick yourself up? Why do you say that, George? Well, listen to what Proverbs 24, 16 says. For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Here it's talking about the righteous man may fall. Again, that common term expressing falling in sin, falling out of the walk with the Lord. But he gets up, he rises again, and he continues on. He goes on. That's the issue. Are you going to continue on? Yes, you're struggling. Yes, you're, you're wrestling with this issue. It's defeating you continually. The issue isn't, does God forgive you? Yes, he does forgive you. We've seen that. The issue is, is are you going to continue on or are you going to give up? That, my friends, is the issue. So let's, let's answer the question. Will God continue to forgive you if you commit the same sin over and over again? Yes, he will forgive you. Why? You have an advocate, 
Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the one who upholds you, Psalm 37. The issue, my friends, is, are you going to pick yourself up and continue on fighting the battle till one day Jesus gives you the victory? There is forgiveness, but you battle on until you deal with it, until he gives you the victory over the sin. Finding Clarity Podcast is really just an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And you're saying, well, George, I've got a question. How do I get it to you? Well, there's several ways that you can do that. You can call the church here and just leave a voicemail with your question. We'll see about answering it. That's at 814-236-1622. You can also contact us through our webpage at kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the contact page there. You'll see the means in which you can contact us. And you can also contact us through Facebook. Simply go to facebook.com slash Finding Clarity Podcast. We encourage you to like the page so you can keep up with what's happening on the page. But through our Facebook page, you can direct message us or write on the wall, and we will see what it is that you're asking a question about. Next week, we're going to talk again about the Christian life. And again, this is something a lot of us wrestle with because have you noticed sometimes when we pray about things, things just don't happen immediately. Sometimes you have to wait. So here's the question we're going to look at next week. What does it mean to wait on the Lord? What does it mean to wait on the Lord? Until next week, take care.